This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I am really tired. Oh, we had. Do you need caffeine? Do you want no, caffeine? No, caffeine has no effect on me whatsoever. How are is, you that blessed? I, you, I, I it's know it's only feels blessed like a curse. when I'm like wanting to drink soda before I go to bed. It's not <laughs> a blessing when it's like <laughs> in the morning. Life. I wish, like I things like coffee. I don't like coffee anyway, but nothing. It nothing wakes me up. I'd like suck on a nine volt battery. <laughs> the visual of that is really stimulating right but i'm um <laughs> wow <laughs> it's just a weird no it's just a weird it's visual jolting. Two, it's jolting three, four podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock Calling it Talk 30 to me, it is great. Okay, um, Kelsey and I are recording at my house. We're, We're in, your in childhood my childhood bedroom. home. <laughs> my childhood bedroom, yeah. Um, nothing has changed. No, we were at a bridal shower today, and one of the things we did is write recipes for our friend. Shout out to Nate. Ooh, happily ever Emerson. Yes. Uh, hashtag oh death. i wrote happily emerson after i think i don't know is that one. what it is i have no idea i don't know happily emerson after that makes sense that makes more sense one of them the pun works better <laughs> anyway but i looked at your recipe card i wrote a real recipe that i memorized because i made it last night and you just said buy one blue apron box <laughs> membership, <laughs> membership membership i was like dang it it's really good <laughs> and then at the bottom of i i did write that little recipe and i was like cook at 375 ish usually minutes. Brittany wrote one that it was shrimp, garlic, butter, eat. I mean, hey, she got to the point. There was. Do I detail the shrimp? Like, do when I mean detail, I mean de untail. Oh, like, well, like give me the details. Am I the buying shrimp. the shrimp with the head on it still? Oh, am I no. putting this in a bag? Like, this was unclear. Like, what do they call deveining the shrimp? Mm. I love shrimp, but that part is nasty. It's yeah. fancy food. It's fancy food. <laughs> Anything from Thirty Rock. <laughs> it's that shrimp is fancy food. Right, fancy, fancy. This is talk Thirty Rock to me. Also talk shrimp to me, I think. Talk bridal shower to me. Talk thirty rock to me. Debt love shrimp. Yeah. Oh, Parks and yes. Rec. Yes. Yeah. God love him. God love him. I didn't know who he was until Parks and Rec. Right. That's how I learned about him. We love thirty rock. We love shrimp. <laughs> Those two go together a surprising amount all the time. But uh, this is our thirty rock podcast. Our love letter to one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. It's true. It is very true. It's just the two of us today, Kelsey. It is just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. What is this? I just was waiting for you to quote Thirty Rock and say like, ooh, are we singing? <laughs> oh, funny. Because I, I was trying to think what song it was, and I was like, it takes two. I have hairspray in my head still. It takes two to make a thing go right. Ooh. It takes two to make it out of what sight. What movie do I picture when they do that? It's a... Uh, probably remember the titans because that's all i can know it's i can we're singing mountain higher oh crime and only oh no no i'm picturing Ooh, the proposal with ryan reynolds oh when he like does it while he's like I in didn't bed like that and movie you didn't i'm one of the few women who was like mm -mm, not impressed by your v oh uh, no <laughs> me either, me either. <laughs> you like we're trying to make that such an effective statement and you got real lost mm -hmm. in it but no he's singing it on the bedroom floor and sandra's like giggling in her bed she is pretty uh, funny but that's oh right. i do remember when he sings that you're right yeah. that was they had moments on that show they but. did have moments um we're gonna talk about 30 rock today but before we talk about 30 rock hey kimmy do you like to buy things online occasionally do you ever find yourself browsing the internet and you're like, I really want this and I bet I could find it on Amazon? Actually, I read the, all the BuzzFeed like, this is what you should buy on Amazon this week articles. The and 30 so I things do. you didn't know you needed type of thing. You know what? I'm, I was reading I'm like, you're right. I didn't know I need this, but I do. Right? I am a big fan. I of have you? Okay, I've my, bought things off that list. My favorite thing was when they were doing the, all the stuff about the charcoal mask. And have you seen the video that's going around about the charcoal mask? No, I've done a charcoal mask and it like destroyed my skin. So I don't touch it. Okay. Well, so this video was of someone i don't know if it was a man or a woman i'm sorry <laughs> she had the charcoal mask on and was trying to take it off it was like also pulling out all the hair and, no. and it was the funniest thing and i'm like you've never gotten waxed but it was oh my gosh it was so funny but that person could have bought it on amazon and if they did i would hope that they would go have first gone to our page on boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 rock to me and click that support our artist button 
and I would hope so too. Right? I think everybody out there should do that. So go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk thirty rock to me. I would love to support a meme that way. Ooh. Like the start of a meme came from our Amazon portal. Like I bought the thing that now got five billion views on YouTube and I got it through the Boardwalk Audio Amazon portal. I like it. It's a goal for sure. All of our listeners, go and do that. Do it, guys. Do it off of that link so do that. <laughs> buy stuff on amazon you'll click on the link and it'll look exactly like if you just gone to amazon.com but we get a little money back and it's cool because we're gonna buy new things make new soundboards or things <laughs> for podcast making i think that sounds great i think it, i think so so we would appreciate it if you'd do that please um, and thank you we also like reviews and letters and emails but we'll talk about that more at the end mm-hmm. but we'll, just, we'll we probably can. just say that again at the end actually pretty much mostly pretty much. Oh man! But no, we today we're here. We're going to talk about one episode of Thirty Rock. We're talking about Succession. But before that, thirty, 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 thirty. Ooh, you did a me. Mm-hmm. I think. Are we both going to do a thirty, thirty today? I think so because mine is like one minute. Do it today at this bridal shower. My mother threw there was a samovar, <laughs> and I was really excited because I interacted <laughs> with it. I'm like, this is a samovar. You did not just interact with it. You sat there like staring at it. I also said the word samovar like 20 times today. <laughs> like, Oh, do you need water from the samovar? Here's the thing. It was, it was a great samovar. It was lent to us, but it didn't boil the water quickly. And I, I was so impatient. <laughs> I just needed that water boiled now, but I was also very tired. So I was like boiling water stat. I also drink, uh tea water at a very high temperature because the tea i i i drink needs high temperature water this is very complicated i'm <laughs> none of your like 160 degree nonsense i need the, like a good 200 to 220 degree water for my for the kind of tea i drink so does so, the samovar not get it hot enough it got it there eventually it just took a little bit so but i had an interesting experience with the samovar so flashback to season one where two fonts a samovar and we were like what's a samovar this is pilot episode this is a pilot episode yeah. and now there was one at my house today so it was a big deal <laughs> You've all come right full circle it's all co- it all comes back man you learn <laughs> from the show that tina fey was one who delivered it or no oh that was the best part was when tina fey like, was I like did anyone order a samovar the 30 30 uh, that was a personal story kelsey sorry no, awkward that, ignore that last part. yeah that never that happened oh wait that was a dream i had <laughs> oh right mm, right dang right. it all right what's your 30 30 my 30 30 is that this week i started reading slash listening to rachel dratch's autobiography girl walks into a bar I'm not very far into it, but the entire opening of it is her talking about 30 Rock and how she was cast on it and how she realized that they were told, oh, we're going to go in a different direction. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, That's not going to be as many sketches. It's more, you know, the diva and Jane Krakowski did a great job at it. And then she was invited to come back to do all her random roles that she did. That was that was it was all fun. But she said then she got back on set and realized that, number one, it was really kind of awkward to be watching someone doing the role that you thought was going to be yours. Yeah. Um, and that Jane Grakowski, she's like, we were sitting in the dressing room and Jane broke the ice by saying, well, this is awkward. Um, but, the, <laughs> but that she very quickly realized that they really weren't going in another direction. And so it really kind of felt more like they just wanted the hotter person. Um, mm. So it was not it was not a fun a fun thing to listen to but then i was i was thinking about and i because it i don't know if if bitter is the right word because like she obviously was still around for season one but she doesn't come back until season five so i'm and she said that a lot of it was that she felt fine with the change that they they're allowed to make changes it's totally fine um but that like the tabloids and the internet they would they would start making they were the ones who said oh the sexier person won and that they'd be be on the red carpet for something else and they'd instantly be like well what happened on 30 rock why did jane get it and it just wasn't fun for her so i'm i'm wondering if part of that is why she kind of disappeared for a few seasons Mm -hmm. um because that's just that's not fun to to constantly compare be compared to jane krakowski when she's gorgeous and rachel's beautiful and as well like yeah they're just different see i don't i would struggle to agree with the fact that saying like oh they're not going in a different direction they just want the hotter person i feel like they did go in a different direction i feel like jane's performance has something different than rachel dratch's from what i've seen of the first episode at least agreed but i i think it was more that it was the the character jenna was that they were trying to say like oh she's not going to be this have all these sketches to do on the show that it was more that like because i think the role of jenna in the pilot we've seen with rachel dratch or with jen krakowski jenna is the same in those they just play it a little bit differently yeah but that it sounds like the way rachel was explaining it it was that excuse me that it was it was not going to be about somebody who 
was in a lot of different sketches that it was really going to be the drama, the romance, the chick flick diva side of things, as opposed to, Oh my goodness. As opposed to the person who got to dress up in the crazy outfits and stuff, which Rachel, that's kind of her thing, what she does a lot. And then, then as you watch 30 rock, Jenna does still dress up and do all that. So that was kind of hard for her, I think to see Jenna doing the same things that she felt that she had been doing. So what was the change? Interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So it, it, it's it's not a very happy book. I'm also not very very far into it yet. Maybe it gets happier. Keep us updated. I know she has a kid, and that that's a that would interesting do. story. Yeah, she mentions a little bit how she's like people a lot of time are like, well, where have you been? What's happened to you last couple years? Or and I can't remember when this book came out. So she's really busy tweeting about Trump. Yes, I've noticed that. Um, right, and, and she wrote this in advance, knowing that this is what she'd be doing in 2017. Um, but that she she said that she was she kept getting calls from her agent and it's always to play like the lesbian like she's like there's always you know lesbians on tv are either butch or they're hot and she's like and i was getting called to play like the butch lesbian or playing the 60 year old or playing she's like and i was tired of being typecast as that she's like i can do characters but i'm also a different person and so she was waiting for the role that sounded right for her i mean that's reasonable because the thing is she is really underutilized in the stuff she's in and she is incredibly funny um the problem is in those roles where she is the butch lesbian or the old woman she's so good mm-hmm. but she needs to be able to do other things yeah. and that's really fair but like it's hard when she is good at those roles but she's good at a million things that people don't let her do so i um yeah she said that she wished that somebody had told her when she got into comedy that in order to, su- to succeed you needed a symmetrical face she's like if somebody had just told me that i would have been prepared for this and to know that it wasn't as easy or whatever but because she doesn't have a symmetrical face that that's why it's harder i know it sucks but i would really love to see, like i know I'm, that's not me like dismissing her experience yeah. but like it sucks but also i'd be really curious to what she would write Right, you don't mm-hmm. go on SNL for as long as she was without writing some stuff. Yeah, I'd be really curious what kind of stories she would be interested in writing and what stories she want to tell, because it reminds me a lot of what Rashida Jones did with Celeste and Jesse Forever. She's like, no one's writing the kind of movies I want to star in or the kind of roles I want, so I'm just gonna write my own. Yeah. And she wrote Celeste and Jesse Forever, which did pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. And I would be, I would love, I even more so because Rashida Jones is incredibly symmetrical. She's one of the most beautiful yeah. women in comedy. And I would love even more, I think, to see what Rachel Dratch would do if she was put in a starring role. Yeah. Or put in a leading role at the very least. Um, um, James Corden style in the Gavin and Stacey days. That was really, that was a really, to whoever got that reference, bravo, because <laughs> that was real specific. Um, but yeah, no, that's really interesting. Let me know how it goes. Keep us up, uh, yeah. keep us updated. I will you, it's, it's a very short book. So I just, I listened to it on a one way of a trip the other night and forgot about it on the way back. All right. You want to talk about this episode? let's do it let's kelsey intro us in i'm gonna try not to keep yawning okay you're doing a good job of yawning off mic though I'm, I'm really trying i feel like awake enough man bridal showers are a lot of fun work imagine how we're gonna feel at the end of the wedding i know and this we're not recording best. that we're night. not recording that day we're like in the get ready and they're taking photos of it you and i with a microphone in the closet we're almost done and then we'll come do makeup do these headphones match my dress <laughs> they announce us down when they intro like hosts of talk 30 rock to right. me that's where Jimmy all of our fans kelsey for you all can the find us on this date at this location from this time to this do time. you have any plugs yeah um bethany and Nate's wedding yes. this date this location <laughs> great thanks maybe this might Hashtag come out after happ- happily emerson after happily emerson after <laughs> So this episode of Rock <laughs> that we're talking about is season two, episode 13, Succession. Air date was April 24th, 2008. Director was Gail Mancuso. And writer was John Riggie, which I finally learned how to pronounce. Yay. And Andrew Guest. And Andrew Guest has done has written and produced Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, he's done three, uh, no, like four or five episodes of Community, including Good man. the Paintball episodes, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God. Big oh, fan so of like Guest. The, the best good episode. The only one they're missing is the Megan Gans episode, which was... Uh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the timelines. timelines. Now she's on Um, She's on It's Always Sunny. So. Yeah, he also did the episode where Abed is Jesus. That episode is so weird. Yeah. That episode is so weird. Yep. So I'm I'm a big fan of Andrew Guest, and then this is his only Thirty Rock episode. This is his only one. His only Thirty Rock. 
why did they not they must have just had him come in and guest and then he probably moved to la but his seriously last name is guest he can't do anything permanently fate. <laughs> how cruel fate um, how cruel a mistress fate is he's like I, I don't have a commitment problem it's just my last name <laughs> seriously dude um we have i have lots of commentary for this episode because so commentary excited. was done by john ridgie which is why i know how to pronounce his last name oh that's so exciting and robert carlock Ooh, yes yeah. i'm excited to hear what you say well i just want to say that this is once you started naming those community episodes that Andrew Guest wrote, this makes sense to me uh-huh. because this this episode is so all of those are referencing something specific in culture, and this episode is referencing something incredibly yeah. specific, not technically relevant nope. but specific <laughs> to culture. Um, but this true. episode, but it does it. It's such a love letter to Amadeus. Yes, can I let me do my recap first? Okay, do the um, do the recap. So Devin Banks has his bachelor party. Tracy wants to leave a lasting legacy for his kids and chooses to do that in the form of a porn video game uh geist secretly names jack his successor only to fall into a coma before it's announced oh what a day for jackie boy it was oh, poor jackie boy uh, just more classically perfect alec Baldwin right? performances though oh my gosh yeah okay so let's talk about this amadeus thing so amadeus is also is amadeus is obviously in regards to wolfgang amadeus mozart good girl classic musician classical musician so kills you watched the first 45 minutes yeah yes. okay so you saw that scene where he's like i think farting in the ballroom oh he's like chasing the girl under underneath the piano yeah it's so great so bizarre that, i love that movie you didn't finish it that movie i want can i tell you my story of watching that oh, movie please do please do i am 19 years old i'm at community college and i just had a day where i was like f it i'm not going to class i'm renting amadeus from the junior college <laughs> junior college college library and i came home and i watched amadeus and i regret nothing oh my god it was so <laughs> good um my only thing and i think tom Wolf, i think it's tom wolf who performs in it he's really great in it but it should have been mark hamill mark hamill originated the role on broadway oh interesting which uh was great which is so cool and can't you see mark hamill doing something oh, yeah oh, it's like the sure. perfect combo of like the heroism heroism that is luke skywalker and the craziness that is the joker mm-hmm. combined in him um with the genius of the joker as well so it was i i had no idea what i was going into um and just to hear um, uh, like mozart's his laugh Mm -hmm. that he laughs constantly um it's so frustrating yeah so i'm hoping i'm gonna finish amadeus at at some point Um, and i'm bummed because this episode is not referencing amadeus it's referencing the last half hour of amadeus really right so i didn't get there there were parts of it where i was like oh okay like i know who whatever the scalia or whoever salieri not scalia that's one of our supreme court justice I'm being, good I'm yep <laughs> justice salieri is not voting no no <laughs> no um well here well, just to explain um amadeus so just in case someone hasn't yeah. seen it it's basically it's the story of wolfgang amadeus and like his rivalry slash strange relationship with another composer um i forget the first name but salieri mm-hmm. and basically salieri has studied in in been obsessed with music and always wanted to be this great composer and works antonio salieri um and then this young upstart mozart comes along and mozart i mean it's documented was this incredible prodigy right from birth and wrote music in a way that no one did and salieri hated him because he was unrefined he was gross he was a playboy he was everything salieri wasn't but also he was a genius which salieri wasn't salieri was never going to be as good Mm -hmm. um and it's about that rivalry and how it works itself out so this episode mirrors that with both frank and tracy tracy's trying to create a legacy for his children within a half hour and succeeds by creating (laughs) this porn video game which Ugh, so well, gross. Yeah, so yeah. gross. You and uh, you and I are just gonna be in pain. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I want to go back. So that's this. That's the B plot line. I'd say. Yeah. The A plot line is this Jack inheriting, um, it, it being chosen successor to yeah. Geis. First of all, though, we see he's in the office. Geis becoming Geis in the office. And then did you see what's on that magazine it zeroes in on with, that Jack is on? Oh, all the different things it says? Yeah. Like how it says Jack B N I M B L E. Okay. So, yes. So at the bottom it says Jack B Nimble. But spelled out N I M B L E, and so it's an acro- It's a business acronym. But what does it stand for? So do you know? Robert Carlock and John Ridgie were talking about <gasps> did they explain it. Explain it, and they kind of went back and forth. Like, didn't that mean something? And they end up deciding, re- deciding, remembering that it said it meant the National Institute of Management Business Leadership Excellence, is what they came up with. I can't argue with that. That makes yeah. total sense. I was like, all right, well, there we go. Cool. Yep. So this, <laughs> that's on the cover of Bulb magazine, which is so perfect for GE 
um bulb magazine yes. dear god i didn't see that part that's amazing right? so 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 good um i love the, the the one of the opening lines we get is don don was waiting outside and jack is like i'm so sorry like i didn't know you were here i would fire my or i would i would have my assistant sit on his naughty stool if he didn't like it so much i don't even know what to do with that joke it's so like weird he just went straight for it he like, really did I'm like wow um <laughs> uh, oh gosh okay so so that's happening so this conversation happens and guys tells jack you know my wa- jackie my, boy jackie boy my daughter is marrying devin banks did he call him jackie boy that's what he wanted i don't think he does no. oh, he shame. he's like my daughter is marrying banks but this is about business not family you're my successor you gotta keep it quiet it's uh what is this when we see Devin with kathy at the flower shop first of all yeah. did you look up what fire island is because i'm really curious i did not i assumed I think it was like something a like a clubbing area in new york because i've heard it referenced uh, a bunch it's like a clubbing thing um people from new york tell us what it is um i also love that shot of kathy eating the flowers <laughs> oh. it was like literally joy for me the uh the commentary robert harlock and john ridgey are sitting there and they're like uh, like she's actually eating those flowers uh we had to make sure they weren't poisonous we yeah went, he's all we went through a bunch of other kathy's before and they were poisonous so <laughs> we finally made sure they put non-poisonous ones out there so kathy could eat them <laughs> <laughs> no i just that woman whoever plays kathy i'm always just want to be like man lady you are funny she owns it she, she owns that character owns it um we I love how that- she likes to hide in enclosed spaces so cute so just just what you want in a woman you know exactly Ooh, she found the cabinet you can hide just in hide in the cupboard it reminds me of the the r kelly the trap in the closet like you just stay trapped in the cupboard you're fine um we find out that bob duncan the head of the stress ball division hanged himself i mean that's a pretty i mean the stress balls clearly don't work very well because he hanged himself but uh yeah well and i tried to see if bob duncan was somebody um number one that is the character of the name of the character the dad on good luck charlie definitely what they're referencing on um this. and also there's a really sad thing that happened involving suicide and a reddit user named bob duncan robert duncan don't look it up it happened after this so they're not alluding to that but i end up like going down this wormhole don't oh that's dangerous i'm so sorry well yeah. what i will say is that for me i went down a wormhole like the stress ball division did ge invent stress invent the stress ball is this like an uh, like a you know a general electric is this something they created or did they buy the rights to the stress ball from Ooh. someone and create a division to better innovate the america's next great stress ball Who i got real lost ball? in it hang on let's see if siri knows this who invented the stress ball Do you have a British man for Siri? I do. Fair enough. <laughs> it's my favorite. The name thing. Siri doesn't really fit a British man. Well, it works for versus me. a perky American woman. Uh, the link it gave me does error establishing a database connection, so we don't know who. Oh uh, bummer. So error stat is it? <laughs> that's who created it. Yep. That's great. Um, we get the one time, or you were allowed what? one good crime you know and you chose the good one yep you've I chosen just love well that jack had a hanky on him i know it's He's so fancy. cute he had like a handkerchief he man did. um Robert what does Harlan? a grown man get a handkerchief though do people still have handkerchiefs i don't know i sewed myself one once because i've watched a lot of angry green gables but that's not a real reason it's not a, that's just an homage then you like think about you have a handkerchief just sits in your pocket and it has like tears and stuff in it and you're like How often no, do gross. you wash a handkerchief pretty off you're supposed to watch i'm assuming pretty often but imagine if you were sick what do you do are you just supposed to have multiple handkerchiefs you have like a monday handkerchief a tuesday handkerchief. i think you have a solid amount but i don't know if it's like i don't know if they're dated do you know who would know who tom haverford tom haverford would have monogrammed handkerchiefs and they would have they would be sunday sunday monday tuesday you know he probably wouldn't recycle them though. he would probably just throw them away he would just get Get more monogrammed ones yep (laughs) <laughs> that's a parks and rec reference in case some of you guys aren't also parks and rec fans um so and then you get jack he makes the line where he's because he wants to know when can jackie he we're just calling him jackie boy jackie this episode boy. he says I, I want he's like he wants to know what he can tell people because he wants his mother to know before she dies so she goes to her grave a defeated woman which just reminded me of Greenzo's line where he said that he wants to rub it in his mom's fat face <laughs> I wish my mother was <laughs> a lot of mother issues on the show Clearly. in general so there's like one person in the writing room who's writing all these jokes and they're like steve are you all right how's your how's your mom doing how are you doing with your mom <laughs> 
I don't I don't know. I want to rub it in her fat face. Whoa, Steve. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> it's a great joke, but you might need to call your mom, buddy, or a therapist. Get some counseling. Let's right. work these things out. Um the 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 commentary said that when when Rip when uh when Rip Torn when when Geist laughs at you, they're like, it kinda looks like he's gonna kill you every single time. <laughs> um, which I like that they Rip Torn that. is weirdly inter- is weirdly intimidating and entertaining yes. once. I he, love him on the Larry Sanders show. He truly is. Oh, they talked about that a little bit. And yeah. I remember what they said. I'm no, sorry. I meant that's to, the info I wanted. I know, I'm sorry. It's I'm fine. sorry. Um let's see, where does this storyline go? So it starts next with is we get with Tracy. Well, do we do we want to follow the one storyline and then jump to that storyline? Sure, um, wherever you want. Um, well, I, actually, I think we only the last part of this storyline is well. So he has to figure out who his successor is going to be. Is that because guys is like you're going to be the new CEO of GE, so you need to have your successor in place, and he's got his short list. Um, and Liz ends up being at the top of that list. We kind of have to kind of assume, right? You know, it's basically they put in that great line band where they're like. Choose someone you trust, Jackie. And then well, what we get is that great scene with Liz and Devin in the elevator where he gets some info out of her. And I just love her line. This is one of, I think, if I favorite lines. She's like, where she attack kisses him. And I love how she immediately hikes her leg up to like, yes. push, like to like almost corner him more. But then she's like, I had to, pre- I pretended he was a sandwich. Yes, it's. <laughs> so great which i just love the idea that our makeup make out style is like you're a sandwich i think this is this is how you make out with somebody right yep Um, it makes sense i love when when liz is trying to be like oh okay so she's in the elevator with devin right Mm -hmm. and she's uh she's trying she's like uh, getting annoyed by him or whatever and she's like she ends up accidentally spilling how she was the one who accidentally sold nbc as opposed to jack because jack was you know meeting up with Cece mm-hmm. and she's like oh no don't say anything don't say anything I'll give you Kenneth and Devin's little just ugh. like it really like, kills him he really oh, wants Kenneth he and hey Kenneth, Kenneth is looking especially sexy that day with his cuffed pants his cuffed trousers mm, get it Kenneth he cuffed trousers good. so it's like <laughs> the whole scene with uh, Devin and Liz apparently this is the first time that we've seen so far of Liz and Banks together alone and she immediately just made out with her friend's husband. Yeah, like, right? Isn't that kind of... That's, hey, I have my first scene Amy, with your husband today. Sorry. Amy, I'm so sorry. I'm making out with him. <laughs> like, this is Hope cool, Hope that's right? fine. I mean, they didn't really make out. She more just, like, a, like licked his face. But still. Right. Weird. Um, They were talking about... Because John, when he was one of the writers for this episode, he said that they end up rewriting this scene while they were on the floor bunch because they really 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 didn't like having to write Liz dumb her making that mistake of of spilling the beans that they said they really struggled with writing her that I way. appreciate that because she isn't dumb but she yeah. also would uh, but she also says things without thinking about them so they found a good balance I feel yeah yeah um, the, 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 as she like circled back around to try and figure out what she needs to do to solve the issue she gets heated really easily I think is very part of it. easily um, and then as she's so and then she yells, you loved it as Banks is leaving the elevator. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we hear Mozart playing in the background. Mozart is played throughout this entire Is it episode. Mozart that they're playing? Mozart I wasn't sure. Playing. I was like either Jeff Richmond created really incredible classical music for this or it's Mozart. No, it's Mozart playing and it's playing like basically throughout the rest of the episode constantly. And it, yeah, that makes sense. It begins at that moment. That's the right. That's the beginning of the rising action of like this rivalry. Right. I like yes. that the theme of the show is these different rivalries. Right. And that's why he was like, hmm, great rivalry he's Amadeus and he lets that be the way we explore it but um we did miss a thing I just love that moment with uh, with Liz reading because she freaks out on the writer so there's clearly tension and she yes. starts reading you catch her reading the Jane Goodall biography is she eating some more to Soledad again yes, she, yeah, is. she is also okay so Jane Goodall has written several books that's not one of them <laughs> that's not one of her books um it just makes so much sense that in Liz's mind her ultimate escape is to go live in the jungle with a bunch of gorillas yeah and not people because the people in her life are like a bunch of gorillas as well they're yeah, all just she, big dopes she does nothing not, against gorillas i love a gorilla but right yeah she does not like people oh what was interesting though because yeah that scene in the very beginning when she is yelling at all the writers she's yelling at them because frank clicked on an email where the subject line was check this out god he's such an idiot and he loses the whole script that is the exact plot line from an episode of friends uh when they're in barbados and chandler oh, his presentation yep his presentation mm-hmm. chandler goes to use his computer to check his email and he clicks on a link and he clicks on the link in an email and it's it's like check out and of course i can't remember who it was like check out these nude pictures of whoever and she clicks on and it it erases his entire presentation isn't chandler married at that point he should have yeah. known better 
I'm just saying. You're right. Karma. We, can, we can talk about the morals of friends on another episode. All right. Whatever. But I didn't know if that was uh, it was this was after Robert Carlock had left friends, but at first I thought that maybe that was a No, that's it. But still, it's interesting. Yeah. It also a funny connector. Scene, when Tina is yelling at the writers when Liz is, she's standing on a huge box apparently because she's so tiny that they had to put her on a box so you could see her. Ooh, interesting. I thought that was kind of She did fun. seem pretty domineering in that scene. She really, really did. Um, I was thinking about... Oh, where'd it go? Wait, can I say real quick? Absolutely. Um, no, just it was really fun hearing Will Arnett do the voice again because I just saw Lego Batman. And <laughs> first of all, Lego Batman is a delight and worth everyone's time. But second of all, he just does the voice, the Devin Banks voice the whole time. Yes. And that movie, he talks about how painful it was to do that voice the entire time. <laughs> because that would, I mean, I get tired doing it too. Um, it's just, but it's really funny to watch this and I'm like, it's Lego Batman. <laughs> so I was just listening to an episode of Harmontown and Rob Schraub was a guesting and he's seeing a vocal coach because he wants to lower his voice so his voice is pretty high it is pretty high but but i guess like he learned that he doesn't mind his normal voice when he's talking but when he gets excited he's stressed and he talks faster he gets higher and he did it and so the vocal coach is like you just need to like breathe <laughs> like, that'll help you a lot which That's i think is so really cute funny. um jack asks liz where do you see yourself in five years? Have you ever been? I hate being asked that question. I ask people that all the time Ugh. at work, but it's part of my job. So I hate it. I was asked that by like a mom of a guy that I was dating and I felt like I answered it completely wrong and I was stressed and I just overanalyzed what I had said. But I hate being asked that question. I will never ask you that question. Kelsey. Please. Where do you see this podcast in five years? <laughs> I don't know where I see it in five minutes. I know. Um, seriously. Okay, but Liz's response is realistically teaching improv on cruise ships, which according to the Bible, aka boss pants you know will not happen because tina fey and jeff richmond went on a cruise on their honeymoon and it almost crashed it almost died. crashed they yep. almost died yep that's pretty scary like, this can't happen that will not, not doing happen. it yeah no she's not a big fan of cruise ships but i also <laughs> also that was such i just love how i just love how openly she accepted like yeah probably teaching improv on a cruise ship yeah like, she's I'm just so with open with and comfortable with her like failure in television just <laughs> becoming a cruise ship person oh my goodness like it sounds like a plan how much money do you think she's going to make as an executive and how much so money much is she money. offering pete so much money you want me to actually ballpark it well, like okay no because i know it's gonna be a hundred thousand a year at least probably a hundred and fifty thousand uh a year each sure. i would say even more probably probably more probably more because like that's how much actors make per episode sometimes right like yeah actors actors do yeah i'm not guessing because well. i can't imagine that jack i have no concept i have no concept what execs make because i'm at the bottom of the totem pole right. well because like so. you think because like because she's going into jack's role i don't think jack only makes a hundred thousand a year mm -hmm. so I, it's just gotta be just an insane so what role is pete getting promoted into i don't know she just wants to take him with her which i think is sweet um apparently in this scene at the beginning of of banks's bachelor party which we'll get to in a little bit but apparently there was a really funny joke cut out that Jorgensen said and Robert Carlock Brian and Stack. John, yes. Mm. Yes. That Carlock and Reggie kept talking about, but they did not say what the joke was. No. But they kept talking about how, oh, that funny no. joke. And I was like, why That's are That's really you not frustrating. Oh, I'd be really so, annoyed by that. So, so frustrating. So this whole story, the the almost the what penultimate, the almost ending of it is that Geist falls into a diabetic coma let's pause okay. only because the way this whole thing like builds into itself it is all beautifully kind of it all comes together so enough. we're gonna pause here i do want to say liz has a badass business hair yes. and i really want to be that meaning where they're like no swoop it more right swoop it even more <laughs> um and i really i really want to talk about too uh her business hair button classic yes when they were like this is and that's just such a business thing we put this like millions of dollars into Zion's button i like the old button button, button classic. classic i like it lemon such a great default name i know too. she's so good um it's so ridiculous and so i hereby dub all of our episodes of this that are just you and me now talk 30 rock to me classic classic these are the origins i like it I all like right it. i'll have to we'll add classic and like italics well definitely it's got to be classic the other thing i really want to say um 
Brian Stack. Have I told yes. you my Brian Stack story? No. Brian Stack was at UCB. He did Gravid Water like two or three years ago. And I was there. And then I'm standing outside being a creeper. Because someone was like, hey, Brian, I met you here. And they're talking. And then he, I was standing next to him in line for another show. And I could just hear him talking about the old improv days with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And he started talking about what it was like doing improv with them in Chicago. Yeah. And my friend was trying to talk to me. And I just said, just pretend to talk to me. I'm listening to this right now without like look at eavesdropping but it was just the funnest conversation to hear about like the good old chicago days and i was just a creeper standing in line pretending to be talking to my friend but really just listening to him talk about it talk about and i didn't mean to be creepy but like that was gold and anyone would have done it in my position i was so excited (laughs) he's also a ted on parks and rec he is uh ted on parks and rec he also is the um nar- one of the narrator intro voices for the thrilling adventure hour uh, and i believe he was a conan writer wasn't he yeah yeah he worked with conan forever yeah because he also reminds me of conan fair, <laughs> fair enough fair they have enough. similar gates um <laughs> okay so that kind of pauses the story of geis and jack um let's get to tracy, tracy. and frank oh man Okay, so it starts out where Tracy is sad because he learns that his son had take your father to school day and did not have Tracy go. I love how he just immediately <laughs> proves to his son why his he shouldn't have invited him <laughs> with that dance to the thing. If I'm such a bad dad, why are we all dancing? <laughs> oh. It must have been so hard not to laugh while filming that. Like right? the others. Like if I were a kid in that room, that would have been so funny. Don't look at the men. Don't look at the men dancing. <laughs> uh, and so he gets his pay attention to me i'm inconsolable um and i guess okay so they're sitting there and tracy yells calm down as they're all sitting there completely calm right no he yells calm down doesn't he yell calm so he down to, to, tra- the, to grizzin.com to, it's to, not- uh, with their um suggestion of building houses in africa or building a town in africa right but they're all very calm yes and apparently this is taken from real life situation where tracy yelled that to donald glover who was being perfectly calm um that's the thing you never know where the line between tracy morgan and tracy jordan begins and ends it's very blurry it's so very blurry so true um let's see what happens after so he so he sits there going i know what we need to do i need to make or he doesn't know what he needs to do he wants to call eureka (laughs) and then he's like what am i gonna do to pass the time one of my two favorite things video games or watching porn first of all i just want to say that i didn't look at the video game because the porn box was very distracting but i want to say again there's a poor person in the art department who's always having to make porn for him or frank and i can never tell when you're making a joke with porn or not because the names of porn you could be like this is a joke porn name and then there's actually porn called that yep. like it's never absurd enough to not be a real thing so it's, dry, it's just re- absurd so the video game is called army colon game of death and the porn is thick thighs colon thicker than ever oh it's so <laughs> gross uh yeah and it's also so gross learned that the lizard cost five thousand dollars an episode to use which is why you don't see him in every season you think they would just find like a stuffed a one or something? Lizard, right? I would just put a stuffed animal in there. That would make sense to me if Tracy did that. Why do you need a real lizard? Animal. He just keeps a stuffed animal in there and feeds it. Like that makes just as much sense as having a real lizard. I, I agree. I agree. Um, so he's saying, I'm going to make a porn video game. I know what I'm going to do. Frank, whose ha- hat says trap door, tr- but it's missing an O. Yeah, I didn't get that. It's trap do space R, which... Again, this is the second or third time that I've heard in the commentary. Judah writes all his own hats. And then they said he puts them together for us. He has a whole alphabet. That was the quote from the commentary. I love that so much. Um, yeah, I'm like, I, slowly but surely, we're going to figure out exactly the process of Judah making the hats. Also, I wrote Grizz is a dick and I don't remember why. Uh, he shut did- Kenneth down on something or, so, or something like that. Oh, with the uh, magic trick. Oh, I wrote that too. I wrote what a punk. <laughs> is it the eight of nope grizz is feistier man grizz is not as nice as dot com but dot com has it all harder uh poor dot com we'll see soon okay so the uncanny valley i okay it's really funny to me that this is a real thing it's a re- yep. and i know it existed i think it obviously must have existed much before this i think this is the f- second or first place i heard this though 
explain and they do a great job explaining it yeah i thought so too but they explain it and then they completely destroy it so it's really interesting why'd they go into it i i i could not it was designed originally in 1970 by masahiro mori i didn't know it was that old he was a a robotics professor came up with this um that's interesting because i would i've never seen a robot from the 70s where i'm like it looks too human like every item anything in the hall of presidents i'm like yep that looks pretty lame right right well okay so i'm okay so frank doesn't believe that it's possible to make this porn video game he's just and so this uncanny valley is saying like there's a point where what's something that looks that that is animatronic that is a robot that it crosses that line of being this is cool realistic to okay this is terrifying basically like this is that line i mean has been i crossed. love that the example is always tom hanks and polar express tom hanks and polar express i mean there's a lot of uncanny value I don't know, angelina jolie and beowulf oh i don't oh that's true I number she was that. grendel's mom mm-hmm. there's only one example of uncanny valley that i did not hate okay and it was a chocolate commercial starring audrey hepburn and it was a cgi and they'd like used stuff to create a cgi audrey oh, and it was a chocolate commercial and i watched it like 10 times because i was like i haven't had a new audrey hepburn movie in years and this is as close as i can get <laughs> the commercial um the commercial and i loved it i'm like this is the way you use it is you just do movies about famous people mm. uh, that who are dead like do the estate of clark gable work with the estate of claudette colbert and make a n- it happened one night again <laughs> i would watch that in a heartbeat it's the only time in Candy Valley doesn't bug me. So this is my idea. It will. I pitched one. Um, my next idea for an Uncanny Valley is Ben Her Two Ben Him, and it's Ben, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Charlton Heston Uncanny Valley style, then helping the newly started church in Jerusalem and dealing with the Romans sacking it in AD seventy oh, as an old man. I would watch that. I know. Did I just? I just did this off the cuff, guys. This was improv. I like. Did it. you just experienced my improv? It was great. I was sitting at a UCB show. That was just. I know. It was just like wow. I was living it. Um, I'll be teaching on cruise ships very soon. <laughs> that's the dream anyway but that's my experience uncanny valley there's so much of it and it's ridiculous and i actually i know people who are bugged by it and i don't understand them i love them i cherish them yeah. i don't get it because i can't watch a high, heavily cgi'd movie yeah no me either okay you i don't think i never saw the polar express because i was like this does not look interesting to me at all. even something like that new wizard of oz movie sam raimi did a couple years ago god bless oh. him i i appreciate his effort also why are we still doing wizard of oz stories I know you love them. I, love the I know. <laughs> you <laughs> just look so mine. sad. I just don't like, get why wouldn't we? <laughs> I'm not like saying let's not remake the Wizard of Oz. I'm fine with that. But why do we keep approaching it? Now she's a punk rocker. Dorothy's a yeah. punk rocker. Now Dorothy's from space. Now we're doing a version where it's the wizard and the character that no one cared about as much shows. Like <laughs> I just never get that. Yeah, fair enough. We keep building on it and it never does well. I like the original. All right, whatever. Um, those are both good and the whiz is supposed to be great i haven't seen the whiz but people like it that's where i draw the line have you listened to um todrick hall is that it todrick hall the wizard of oz but it's a h h h s sounds like a store in hollywood oh my gosh it's it's just it's like it's like a a six minute eight minute song where it's a mashup of a whole bunch of other songs um but he has that and then he has another one that it's oh crap uh What's the jail song from Cabaret? They, he had it coming. Cabaret. No, sorry. Is that what? Is that what it is? The, no, I'm singing Chicago. Oh, I was singing cellophane. Oh, maybe. Sorry. Is it Chicago? Where's there's the he had it coming. He had it. Coming. Oh, that's Chicago. So there is an entire he. So Todd Call has is amazing. But so he's done uh, Wizard of Oz, and he's also done one where it's all the Disney villains in jail singing he had it coming and twisted that to be the, great oh my gosh it is the music the music videos are beautifully done and the songs are fun like i'm like when is he doing his next one because it's so 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 good um but that's my wizard boss rant <laughs> so good so good well there we go um yeah i love that frank just has the chart of the uncanny valley on his desk i know and then i love that what helps tracy is explaining it in star tracy doesn't hit me as like a star wars i wrote that too i was like what so it's like it's just like it's tina fey as a writer speaking through tracy explain it in star wars one also so so the the way he explains it in star wars is all right we like r2d2 and c3po 
they're nice. That's my Tracy, apparently. <laughs> and up here, we have a real person. He says, like, Han like, Solo. Like, Han Solo. He says Han Solo. And he, he acts like he doesn't care, but he does. But he does. Damn it, Tracy. That is accurate. Yeah. And then, but down here, we have a CGI stormtrooper or Tom Hanks and the Polar Experience. I'm scared. Get me out of here. <laughs> Express is what I meant to say there. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And then we get the first when when he's frank is like this isn't going to happen you can't do this this is where we get the actual first mozart reference where he says i'm like mozart you're like that guy that was always jealous of mozart salieri no thank you i already ate <laughs> uh, it's just it's such a great line and it's so funny um uh, and this is when i first noticed mozart playing in the background when i watched it through the first time and then i'm impressed that you knew it was mozart i was a dope and didn't figure it out my second grade teacher I loved her dearly and she we would go through each um and I've also just listened to classical music for forever but each month we would listen to a different um like Vivaldi or Mozart Beethoven like Bach and good teacher yeah she was kind of the best um yeah I also love this idea yeah I'm with you I love that Frank just has it I imagine he has a stack of all this different um narrative theory so he's got like joseph campbell hero cycle on another page and he's like <laughs> rifling through all of these like yes different theories like every hero a uh, hero um every or a hero with a thousand faces on a different one like all of this theory <laughs> in a stack and he's like oh it's uncanny valley time and he pulls it out like, you know like, in a filing is. cabinet he's like flipping through although it. his uncanny valley does not match the real one <laughs> Because his mentions Nicole Kidman at the bottom of it. What? Oh, because she just doesn't look real. Apparently. Uh, it's. I mean, she's so beautiful. It's fair. Yeah. It's, I, she's so beautiful. She doesn't look real. Oh no! It's it's sorry. It's wax figure of Nicole Kidman. <laughs> is what it says, and that it's pointing to uh, one of she the. She does arrows. look. Her skin color is so. She is so pale and luminescent. In that wax figure. That's so funny. Oh my goodness! I really like that joke. <laughs> So, but then we get all these great lines as Tracy, he's going to solve the problem and he, he does solve the problem and, and, and Kenneth walks in and he's like, no, don't wake him. He's been up for six hours or whatever <laughs> it is, which is uh, just so great. Um, and in the commentary, they were like, you guys want to know how uncanny, how Tracy solves the uncanny Valley problem? We wrote that he solved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. It's amazing how they're able to set up the, like, so more and more it becomes uh, just Amadeus, right? Yeah. He's oh, this absolutely. genius. And Frank Salieri is like, he's I guess done even it. His like yelling, like, I guess I, that must happen at the end where he's ripping the papers and he's, when Frank yeah. is, that's a scene straight up from Amadeus. I, yes. If I remember correctly, it and, is. And his line where he's saying, and a duo becomes a trio and a trio becomes a quartet. That's a straight line from it as well. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't remember that. I just remember, I just was like, that's a really clever way to combine por- like something you've seen a porn and music. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's all I thought. I also thought that maybe um, because Mozart has a song that's called the Magic Flute, and Tracy's son forgets his flute. Whoa! I didn't maybe, even think about that. That's maybe, so maybe. accurate. Good connection, um, Kelsey. And then uh, maybe, and I don't know. You, you like I said, you've seen the whole thing. Is there a line in Amadeus where they do the whole "He's been awake for six hours"? No, I think he just works like crazy on okay. and off. And that's the thing. Is, so uh, I don't want to r- ruin Amadeus for people. Go, I mean, it's history. So like, go read this, skip the next 30 seconds. But like, basically he works himself. Salieri pretty much pretends to like haunt him yeah. and he just works himself really unhealthily. So that's what he's, that's what they're talking it's about. It's history, but also no, it's fictionalized history. Like if you read about it, 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 some places just say that they were just like people in the same industry and they might not have liked each other but they were you know whatever and then some people say they hated each other so <laughs> take Narr- a grain of salt. it's not narrative is so truth. much better than it's true i'm sure it's en- enjoyable hey you like this and this is you said you don't like history but you're enjoying amadeus i mean i'm watching it for the podcast fair enough that's fair <laughs> all right i accept that um and apparently sorry more in the commentary you know the who that ninja sign that's behind tracy and his yeah. room According to Robert Carlock and or John Ridgie, I don't know whose voice is whose when I wrote this down. Apparently in season one, it was spelled who that ninja and ninja had a G in it instead of a J and just nobody noticed it. That's really complicated. That's really uh, troublesome. Yeah. Ooh, that could get that could get a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> Good one. I'm glad they caught that. Yep. Good job, art department. You got there. <laughs> right. Like, you got well there done. in the nick of time. Um, I think that kind of wraps up the porn story like it doesn't we're going to hear more about this in episodes to come uh yeah this becomes a boat everything in this episode becomes actually much more serialized but i just love this mo okay you, so basically all of these storylines build on each other except i want to go back actually to liz storyline this big where he says you're a young lena hemsley oh yeah who is that so okay according to the commentary they were saying that that was lennon johnson's mistress who left all her money to a dog 
Who's uh, Lennon Johnson? I don't know. <laughs> but sorry, I didn't. I, I was just, well because I went to Google Leona Hems- Helmsley, assuming that would be the first thing that popped up, and there's nothing in there about someone named Lennon Johnson. Um, it lo- she was based just a rich lady who was nicknamed the Queen of Mean, and she was mean to the people <laughs> who worked for her. Um, apparently, there was all this stuff later on where she had somebody build her house, and they didn't. She didn't pay them, and so there were lawsuits. She was just a rich, mean lady who. Yep. Nope. Yep. She's like a young Leona yep. Hemsley. That bit where she's like, "Oh, you're starting your period." And hands him the tampon. I hands him the tampon. I like that. This so guy. It's great. great. It's great. Uh, you know, gag comedy. And he just sticks it in his jacket. Like, good job, Jack. I'll like, need this at some point. I love. I. Oh, I I love that he didn't like get repulsed by it or anything. He was he just, just like holds holding it. it. It's like, all right, all right. Then. Maybe if I get a bloody nose, just such one a grown day. up, just such a grown up about the whole thing. Oh man, so good. Um, and then the last storyline is just it, like it really all just comes up a lot at the end. Is it's Banks' bachelor party, and so they're at the bachelor party. Um, apparently, they were saying that John Ridgie, which based on the commentary and the conversation that happened, John Ridgie's gay. Um, it's cause there were some jokes where earlier where, um, they were talking about like, uh, the, the giving out candy at the uh, the guys who give out candy at the gay nightclubs like banks was talking about this so and funny. carlock like asked john like what does this really happen and he's like no but sometimes there's chocolate like <laughs> like they were having fun with it but that he went he picked out the suit that banks wears at his bachelor party which is this the like, white linen-y looking suit oh, with the but shimmery it's shiny. Yeah. yeah i guess that shirt cost four hundred dollars that silver tank top and will arnett makes it look good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so they're at this and banks is sad and jack walks up to him and is like you know like it's not like you're sad because you're marrying kathy it's not worth it because i'm gonna get the spot and he's like i'm not sad because i'm marrying kathy i'm sad because guys just told me I that i'm not a thousand kathy yeah, so great oh gross like, i'm sorry but what a dick move of guys to at his bachelor party be like by the way future son you're not getting the company business is brutal it true it and he, i think true. he wanted to make sure actually no it's not a dick thing to do because he wanted to make sure his, his son-in-law wasn't marrying his daughter just for the job so he I, told him ahead of time but i can't imagine him going up to him and saying it really like them sitting there at the tjs stage with all the strippers and being like by the way bangs like before you marry my daughter i just i'm i'm really sorry but i'm giving it i just feel weird that you're sympathizing with devin banks i mean look we all love will arnett and he is carrying a lot in this episode you've never been hurt you've never expected you were going to get something and for someone to come mad at the man whose daughter is being used to be gain a position at a company (laughs) i mean i I can feel bad for kathy too it doesn't mean i I feel very bad for kathy but also she's ridiculous i feel bad for kathy in the situation was her and banks and i feel bad for banks in the situation of guys and banks like i get but but i don't sympathize with banks in the situation with kathy got it so it's a very complicated triangle that i, I think you need to draw i'm separating it but like i just think that i like because you know guys wasn't sweet about it and wasn't sympathetic he was just like sorry banks giving it to jack have fun at your party and he was like <laughs> oh, oh okay is there's like a girl like rubbing her boobs against his face i'm sure like, he's very unhappy about he for sure about. take off their brassiers yes. dear lord <laughs> um but i do like this line he has where he's like this is more disappointing than rami uh, defeated christian on project runway when rami was clearly the master draper yes from season four project runway um right? i've watched that season it was so it's so fun watching 30 rock because this is when i watch tv more right like and when i mean watch tv i watch tv now but i watch like random binge shows yeah i don't watch like current stuff and so this is when I watched current television. So I get all of the reference. I clearly just watched what Tina Fey watches because <laughs> I, I watched Project Runway and Top Chef. So I get all these references. And uh, here's the thing. Rami was amazing, but he was one note. He was a draper. Everything he draped was gorgeous. Everyone looked like a uh, Roman goddess when he did them. But he okay. had a harder time doing something different. And he didn't do something different until his runway show. Everything okay. was draping and then his runway show wasn't. Right. So he set a precedent that he couldn't, that he was really good at what he did. And he was like, I want to do something different. Um, and he needed to do something different, but it was too late. And Christian Siriano is still an incredible designer and designed Leslie Jones's dress she wore to the Ghostbusters oh, premiere. Cool. So he is a gem. And he started designing in his like 50 square foot apartment in New York City. So he was a legend. When he started talking about this, I knew what you were talking about. But I swear I thought you were saying Romney. And then you were saying Christian. And I was like, no, he's Mormon. And then I realized you brought Romney R-A-M-I. <laughs> this, is the, this is a comedy of errors right here. <laughs> there. But then adorable. I like looked at my notes. I'm like, Romney R-A-M-I. That's what you. That's who you were talking about. Yes, this is adorable. Because I intentionally did not look up more than knowing it was season four because I knew you. You would know. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I know that season. You got that. You anyway, got that down. So we have this crazy scene yes. where it all and the, all the stories overlap. Where, um, like you said, Geis is in a, a coma and Tracy is finishing up his crazy video game. Yeah. And you just have, and they, they never even offer an explanation, but you just have Doctor Leo Spichem coming that crazy cape, which is a reference to something Solieri wears yep. in, and they just have all these basically things that feel Amadeus. And if you, I saw this before I ever watched Amadeus. Damn it, Kelsey. <laughs> mic drop. I dropped it on the bed so it didn't make noise. But I mic dropped for that because that was delightful. I'm so proud of you. You are a wonderful human being and I am proud to call myself your co-host. Yeah. Um, I love a good pun. No, it's just like this incredible scene and the Mozart's playing and it's just... Mm so much damn fun and there's nothing like it on television and 30 rocks should live forever that's all i have to say and it's such a, and robert carlock was like this is my favorite scene ever credit to gail mancuso because it's the slow motion as he's running through the which halls. is the style that amadeus has made mm -hmm. you get kenneth peeping out with the candle <laughs> but then like the weird comedy of them trying to pull geiss's body somewhere like it just is so weird and even the shot of him running it's both beautiful but really comedic the way they film it it's, so it's just incredibly directed i just so enjoy it and then he stops at the vending machine to get his pretzels which apparently in season one it was established that he likes pretzels and i don't remember Dr. who dr Spitton, oh yeah apparently and i don't i don't remember that but i'm sure it happened if they said it did well you know what they say who knows where the human heart really is right we have no way of knowing uh <laughs> was i with you? oh when we were at the oscar party last week and we were like we made the whole sandwich joke the powerful bread lobby is stopping kind of my research went on our own i think yeah. we get what might be my favorite line of the whole episode is guys going is it four not guys space dr spaceman switch him in is it 411 or 911 and he dials 411 and goes uh new york diabetes repair i guess <laughs> he's trying to get help diabetes repair oh, oh man. man well this episode kind of leaves us hanging up into the finale mm -hmm. well it kind of just leaves us hanging we now and basically where it ends up is jack think he has the role like he was supposed to be the rightful leader of ge but this guys's coma leaves it and this is fun again 30 rock has never been terribly serialized like there's always plot points well it doesn't quite leave it it leaves it with kathy's in charge yes kathy's in charge okay you're right you're right but i guess it doesn't look like it leaves it hanging and except for the fact that these are all different things that affect the show for the next at least season oh, and some sure. of it for the rest of the show yep. um it, it creates power dynamics that we have to always work through including kathy being around <laughs> and being a, a figure that jack has to deal with deal with oh man <laughs> just the sadness on his face in that last shot man uh, the last boy. note i wrote was this is a sad episode it doesn't add funny like oh this is great i do i think one of my favorite scenes though which I think I like it because of how much I love the scene in the the baseball episode where Jack is being Tracy's all the people in Tracy's life. I don't think it's a baseball episode. Um, when Banks is being him and Jack, like, well, tell me, Banks, what am I like? When he's doing it's a cute little oh, moment. So well, good. He does such a great job at that. Um, I tried to call you, but not on a phone, so you might not have heard me. Like, <laughs> oh, Banks. I just love the image of Banks being like Jack. Yeah, like, I didn't hear a hand I did washing. What I could. Oh, it's so gross. Oh man, I love that they don't even focus on her. She's out of focus for that whole shot. She just turns around. It's right. so funny. Which this is another use of the bathroom. We see the bathroom again. Yep. It's a nice bathroom, man. One day bathroom, office bathroom. That's when you know you've made it. Right, right. Like, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be Jack Donaghy level. <laughs> Mm -hmm. well poor liz loses everything oh. she doesn't get that job but her hair looks better again i mean i was a big fan of the business updo but eh, this was the right move for her yeah it's true it's true mm -hmm. this is a great episode it's a perfect way to take us into the plot points of the next of the next few episodes in the next season but it's true man it's a funny episode yeah oh P.S. Uh, Clay can wasn't spam a lot when this episode. Was I remember when he was in spam a lot. Which he was in spam a lot twice because he was in it from January of 08 through May of 08 and then came back September to January of 08. Also, he wasn't out yet technically at this I point, don't... was he? He didn't come out till super I late. I don't remember when he came out. I mean, it doesn't matter. He can come out whenever he wants. It's his choice. But I just remember being, I, I just, yeah, I didn't think he was out yet. But everyone knew. It was complicated. Yeah, it was very complicated. Clay. Um, I think one of the other lines that happened is so um, this happened way way earlier when Jack is like, yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not in the CEO position yet, but it's gonna happen because guys has stacked the the boardroom with a bunch of yes men, 
And he's like, there's more yes men than this side of an Al Franken book signing. <laughs> you get that joke. Wait, it just, I just like, actually, I don't know if I get it. Well, okay. So <laughs> I, well, I was like, uh, it was one thing I laughed. It just too, sounded like, ah. funny. And then I was like, wait, do so, I get the actual minutia of this joke? So I can't, there's a couple of different ways where, so, so Al Franken was a writer for 20 years for SNL. Yeah. And Al Franken, and then he became a senator, a senator right? senator for Minnesota yeah. in 08. And he had a sketch, like one of his like regular He's sketches. He's doctor. Was, well, uh, well, daily affirmations with Stuart Smalley. And I don't know if like affirmations, like positive. So this side of a, like a yes men, like daily affirmations. That's what I was kind of thinking. Maybe. But That's interesting. That's a good connection. Um, he also is the creator of the fart, of the fart machine sketch machine. that we see. <laughs> he pitched that for years at SNL. Never flew. So 30 Rock used it. Poor Al Franken. <laughs> it's farting. It's farting. Oh, gosh. I don't know why that kills me. So great. Oh, I love this episode. Um, Any favorite lines? He's like me yesterday. I hate him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just the look on her face, the absurdity of the level she's gotten. That or a uh, button classic. Okay. For I like sure. I like the Kenneth line of everyone knows the only thing we should be ashamed of is our bodies. <laughs> Oh, baby Ken. Um, and when Jack and Liz hug and he's like hugging, so ethnic. <laughs> oh, Jack. So, oh, we also get, man, sorry. I have like 97. No, lines. do it. We get Tracy's great. Yeah. I need to clear my thoughtsicles. Thoughtsicles. I was hoping he'd say mind grapes again, but I Me like thoughtsicles. Too. Me too. Well, that's what a great like red herring though we were like oh mind grapes oh nope a different word that also doesn't make sense well i also thought when liz walks in after she's talking to jack and he's like you're gonna make this much monkey and she runs into the writer's room and she goes suck at monkeys i'm going corporate i always think she's gonna say suck at nerds mm -hmm. that's what i think too so i was like oh this is not not exactly what i thought suck at monkeys um, i'm going corporate also and then we kind of said the end of this quote already but the but tracy's sitting there saying i see erotica in everything this cup this table even you, Kenneth. He goes, well, I am wearing a cuff trouser today. <laughs> um, Kenneth is so cute. And hey, nerds, guess who's got two thumbs, speaks limited French, French, and hasn't cried once today? This moi. I've used that a couple of times in my real life because oh, it's amazing. This is just such, I'm not going to look at any more quotes. I'm no, because sure it's just more. so many. But it's it's a great, great, great episode. It's just fun because honestly, I'd say the past five or six episodes have just been consistently incredible. And we're just really hitting, I think the show found its stride. Yeah. Where it was just doing something really new and really weird. And I think it just continues. I don't see it going down. I love where the show goes. Yeah. But it's really fun because last season was great. They're great episodes, but it's not... It doesn't feel like 30 rock all the time. This is like, this is it, man. This we're in one, it. Yeah. We're living the dream, man. We're in the thick of it. It's true. And I like the, it, this, it kind of reminds me like the whole Amadeus. Oh, oh, I didn't look to see if Andrew guessed. It feels like the, like the law and order episode of community. I don't remember who writes that one, but I yeah. don't remember who, wrote, but you know, but it's that same thing where it's obviously about, and that one was a little bit more in your face that this is law and order, but I like the, like the homages to other great, great shows. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. It's, um, it's absolutely delightful. And you know what? If just one more person watches Amadeus because of this show, it's then it's all worth it. The, the, the version of it on Netflix is three hours. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's that long. Cut. Oh, gross. Just and find I it. couldn't find the other. Well, granted, this happened at 11 o'clock last yeah, night. Yeah, I don't watch the whole thing like that. But I like the movie. I think it's fun. I recommend it. It's important. And then just watch it and enjoy, A, that guy's performance, which I believe he was either nominated or won an Oscar for it. I think his name was Tom Wolfe. Tom something. And then, B, try to imagine Mark Hamill doing it and realizing how enjoyable that would have been. It's great. It's great fun. It's, right. it's fun to think about what could have been. What could have been. Oh, I didn't, the uh, basic lupine urology, the community episode, that was a Rob Schraub episode. Oh, wow. And Dan Harmon, uh, Megan Gans. Yep, classic. That was a good episode. That's why that episode was so good. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Two people we adore. That makes sense. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is that as I was, I was watching this on DVD, right, because of the, the commentary, and I finished watching on commentary and went back to the commentary menu, and the commentary bonus features menu of disc two of season two has the entirety when i'm pretty uh where bar mitzvah yeah like, that's oh, how it exists so good i was sitting there and i was like it's it's still going what is happening i sat there listening to it. i'm like this is fantastic also um, we have a hopefully something coming soon dealing with where bar mitzvah stay tuned 
we turn into werewolves. Basically, that's what we're doing. We're working and on it, we're guys. turning Jewish. Also, if you happen <laughs> to know a dog with human features, let me know and we'll let it bite us. Ooh, this is how you become a werewolf, right? Yeah, I'm okay with that. But can I request it be like I don't know, like a golden retriever or something? <laughs> sure, Kelsey, okay. you can choose what sort of humanistic dog bites you to become. Well, a werewolf. because I would like to think that if I like if a golden retriever bit me, then my hair as it grew all over my body, <laughs> so like, like would just would be that color as opposed to like you only ever you don't ever see blonde werewolves. You only ever see werewolves. With I like, think Lupin is pretty light colored in Harry Potter. I, oh yeah i guess it kind of well i mean like blonde is the term i never saw an american werewolf in paris so i don't know what color that werewolf was i don't know i whenever i picture a werewolf oh well taylor lautner that's there's oh, blonde that's werewolves in, but they're um, not really werewolves right aren't they uh what are they called changelings or something okay okay they're not actually werewolves but All that's right. I, that's but that's true i had forgotten about them but i just picture the 50 shades of gray isn't actually erotica it's romantic <laughs> fiction like no of course they're werewolves <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> gotta get a 50 shades reference in oh uh, you gotta do it oh man we cover succession kelsey give us your plugs you can find me on the intern webs at redheaded blonde on twitter and on instagram i will not add you on facebook but i will let you follow me on twitter and instagram kimmy where can people strict find instructions you? Yep. um you can find me at kimchi lucas everywhere otherwise just like you know be cool man keep listening to the podcast we like you guys yeah follow us at, at talk 30 rock to me everywhere on instagram on twitter and on, on the facebook, facebook. and you're, you're like coaching me through this but i can't remember anything else no that's good and that's then good. you can email us at talk 30 rock to me at gmail.com we also love reviews maybe maybe at the end of the season we'll give a little shout out to a couple people those reviews are a lot of fun we, and we read them that. and they make us happy also it helps us know like what you guys like sometimes you say the things you like and it helps us know so if, if there are things you don't like you can email that to us instead of putting it yeah in don't review. put it in the review <laughs> don't make us feel bad in public just like tell us in private so we can be better you yeah know? and we would like to be better so if you have ideas let us know but first if you go to amazon and go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 rock to me and buy stuff through amazon yeah and then you tell us you did that we'll love you so much more we really <laughs> like, oh, you, they really support the podcast yeah um, anyways we love being here and talking to you guys and talking about 30 rock Mm-hmm. So, bye. Bye. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.